On today's podcast, Ellen Meyer from Segura outlines the CYA changes that have been submitted to the Model Aquatic Health Code. This is a teaser to what she'll speak about at the World Aquatic Health Conference in October. And there's a special treat, a discount code at the end of the podcast to get a discount off your registration. Listen up. Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. This is Michelle Cavanaugh with co-host. Dave Brockwell. Good morning, everyone. We're happy to have you on. We have a a guest that has been a, a part of the World Aquatic Health Conference for many years. When I was at the National Swimming Pool Foundation, she attended uh, the World Aquatic Health Conference, like I said, for many years. And this is something that is true to my heart. I was part of that conference for a long time. And I work uh, with the P- uh, Pool and Hot Tub Alliance to promote the World Aquatic Health Conference. If you're not familiar with it, it is something you should definitely consider because of the whole goal of this podcast is to elevate your level of understanding in the industry on technical topics. And this is a great way to do it. And, um, and they're not all commercial-based sessions. There's a lot of the sessions there that will be applicable to your business as a service company. So you definitely want to consider that. And that's what this particular podcast is all about. So welcome, Ellen Meyer. She is the Product uh, Safety and Government Affairs Manager at Segura. And she'll be talking about CYA today. Welcome, Ellen. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're happy to have you here. So you're going to be presenting at the... Uh, World Aquatic Health Conference uh, on cyanuric acid. Can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect to hear? Sure, yeah, it's a it's a timely topic at the moment because there's a lot of change requests currently for the Model Aquatic Health Code regarding cyanuric acid. And, um, and there's been a long effort. I'm on the ad hoc committee um, for chlorine stabilizers that the CMAC put together. And we've been working together for years um, trying to get a handle on the whole cyanuric acid issue. And last year we published a paper where there's a model to predict what the increase in risk is from increasing cyanuric acid concentrations. And so we, we wrote the model we, in the, and in the, um, in the paper we recommended a 20 to one ratio. And so we, at the last WAC, um, if you remember, um, we presented a, a paper, or presented a, um, a, a talk, um, talking about that 20 to one ratio and how that would work into the current um, model aquatic health code. And um, then as it was coming time to, to finally, you know, actually draft the change requests, one of our, um, our members pulled out and said he didn't really want to do 20 to 1 anymore. Um, so we've been debating and arguing since then, right, <laughs> trying to figure out how we can come to a compromise. And um, so we finally, finally um, came to a compromise just in the last week or so um, on a 30 to 1 ratio. And, um, and so that's signed off by our, our full committee and the TRC of the MAC just um, reviewed that last week and, and said, okay, yes, okay, we can accept this 30 to one ratio. So it's a very controversial issue because it's really hard to draw a line in the sand of how much disinfection do you really need? And how, how quickly does your disinfectant really need to work? And how much risk are you willing to take? Um, and that's a judgment call, right? Um, and so it's really, really hard to draw that line in the sand. So we've, we've got that line in the sand right now at 30 to one, <laughs> and we'll see what the CMAC <laughs> membership wants to vote on. Um, but that's not the only change request that's out there, right? 
There's other change requests, higher ratios, lower ratios, no ratios. Um, so there's a lot of different change requests out there. There's also change requests just the limits on your acid. Um, so do we want to just, you know, forget the whole ratio concept and then just, you know, limit them the total amount of cyanuric acid that you can have in your water. So there's, there's a lot of different um, proposals that are out there. And, my, and during my talk, I was going to review each of them and, and what it really means from a scientific point of view of what, you know, what happens then if we, if we have this um, proposal go through. So yeah, it's, it's a really interesting time right now. So maybe because we have some newer pool techs that, that listen to this podcast and may not even be familiar with what the Model Aquatic Health Code is, can you give us just a brief thumbnail sketch of what the purpose of this document is and, and how, it's, how it's managed and brought together? Sure. Um, yeah, CDC a number of years ago looked at all the different public health codes across the country and realized that there was a lot of variation. And, um, and they, they modeled it off the food code. So there's a model food code that um, it's not the law, but it's a suggestion of what would be a good code for everybody to adopt. And, um, and so CDC started this big effort of, okay, well, you know, what would we say our model pool code should be? And they brought in experts from all over and tried to figure out what it should be. And now they're updating it every three years. So, you know, nothing is perfect, right? And technology changes and things change. You have things like lagoons and surf parks that didn't used to exist. And, um, and so now they're updating that model code. And then local jurisdictions like the state of Tennessee where I live can either adopt or not adopt the, the model code or they can just adopt parts of it. Um, but it is a model code. It's not the law, but it's a good model. Yes. And it's specifically speaking towards commercial and like commercial pools. Oh, yeah, 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 for, for commercial pools, and it depends on local jurisdictions how you define what is a commercial pool, right? Anything right. That are yes. bigger than a duplex, you know, might, in some places, you know, is, is, is a commercial pool, so, you know, apartment complexes or even a neighborhood pool, um, whereas other jurisdictions, they wouldn't count, you know, those, those apartments or, or maybe those hotels, um, but, but just in general, it's meant to cover, yeah, pretty much that whole gamut, all the way up to water parks and surf parks. We'll see about surf parks and lagoons. There's change requests to get, um, yeah, language into the Mac about surf parks and lagoons too. So I know they, they take a lot of feedback uh, from, from people in the creation of this document. Um, do you have to be a scientist? Do you have to have certain qualifications in order to, to make comments or suggest changes? No, no. CDC wants a, a very open process and they do have a very open process. So if you just go on to www.cmahc.org and look for information on the, the current um, change request and anyone can go in and become a member. I forgot what the cost is, but it's a pretty minimal cost to become a member and you don't have to have any qualifications to become a member because they want the public to go in and, and make comments and to say, um, have a say into yeah. what goes with this model code. Um, and so, yeah, so I would highly encourage all of, um, all full service people and everyone to go in and look at the change requests in there and you can make public comments. You can make a comment on all those change requests about cyanuric acid or any of the others and you know, just say whether you agree or not and why. Uh, because it's important not just to have, you know, the, the scientists people making decisions, but people who are in the real world, right? right. Who know how to run pools, who were there day to day and see the real things that happen um, for, to have their input. So yeah, I would highly, highly encourage all of them to, um, yeah, please. Yeah, make comments. So yes. it's not this um, 
totalitarian uh, <laughs> document that's going to force us to do things we don't want to do in managing our pools. It's actually a very democratic process. And, and uh, that's something that maybe not a lot of pool guys know, but they're, they're actually encouraged to give feedback and, and oh, uh, yeah. yeah, the, the document from what I understand, they want it to be as science-based as possible. Yeah. But, but there's laboratory science and then there's science in the real world. And those, right, those yeah. of us in the field are practicing science in the real world. So if, sometimes we get some unexpected results because there's factors that the laboratory doesn't take into account. <laughs> the real world has a lot of variables. That is the truth. Yeah, now CDC does retain veto power, right? So if everybody voted on something just completely absurd, um, then CDC would say, well, you know, we really can't do that. Um, so they, they do retain veto power. Um, but in general, yes, they, they go with the vote. The public health um, community, um, their votes are weighted um, higher than the, the general public. Um, so, you know, as a... Um, you know, as a person that works in industry um, and the general public, we all are in a different category from those who are in public health. So public health, they, they, they get more of a vote, but, but they definitely consider the votes with everyone. Yes, That's interesting that is the Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been attending the conference, uh, Melon? Since the very first one, it was- yeah, a, Isn't like, this like uh, year 17? I think this is year 17 maybe coming up. I can't, I think uh, so. I think yeah. I missed one conference, but it's a really good conference, which is why I go every year, except for that one yeah. year that I couldn't, um, um, because there's a lot of good speakers that um, talk about different topics that you don't hear at the normal pool shows. So yeah, yes. I really, really like, like going to the WAC. Yeah, and they have at different levels. If you want to hear some real, you know, big time science from Chip Latchley or something like that down to, you know, something that, you know, more on layman's terms. But the fact that it's virtual this year, I think is going to really open it up to a lot of people who don't normally attend. You know, even though it's moved around the country every single year, you know, some people just can't budget to go to these kinds of shows, especially service guys who have maybe have limited resources to what they can or cannot attend. I think this is going to be something that will maybe expose them to this particular conference and they can attend sessions that are valuable to them. So I think that's I exciting. Yeah, that part of it is, is exciting because, yeah, you can get a lot more people coming. Um, but I really will miss those interactions that you have with people, like during the lunch breaks and things where you get to chat and, you know, see people like face to face. Um, computers are great and having podcasts like these are great where you can actually see someone's face, you know, while you're talking to them. Um, but uh, there's there's nothing like face to face, you know, in person. But um, so it's it's good in some ways and not so good in others. But um, I'm glad that, yeah, we can um yeah, at least broaden the number of people who have access um, to the conference. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you want to register for the conference, you can go to pHTA.org and there's an events tab there where you can look at the schedule. The whole schedule's out there. Ellen, I know you're speaking on Friday afternoon, I believe 4 p.m. I'm not sure if that's Eastern time or what time that I'm assuming so because it's virtual, but um, I assume it's based on their time uh, block, which is Eastern. But she's mm -hmm. one of the last sessions of the day on Friday, which and I don't know if there's interaction involved. Ellen, do you know? Are they, are they able to ask questions while you're speaking, or are they just watching this session? Do you know? They're having a meeting for us actually this afternoon where they're going to give us all oh. the details, so I'm not I sure about any of the details yet. 
Gotcha. Okay. But you can go to that session and, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but if you sign up, you can actually go in and out of sessions. So you're, you don't have to sign up for a particular session and go, okay, that's the one you're stuck with now. No, you can actually go in and out of rooms according to my talks with them. So again, go to pHTA.org and you can register there and stay tuned for a, a discount code that's coming up at the end of this podcast. If you'd like to get a discount off your registration. So, and also there, if you'd like to get a sampling of what is offered at the at this conference, uh, CPSA on their website has some archived classes from last year's Aquatic Health Conference. So no, CPSA, it's 2018. 2018. 2018. Okay. Yeah. Um, so CPSA members have the special benefit of being able to sort of preview the type of things yep. that you'll hear. And um, this is next level. Like Alan pointed out, this is not what you're going to hear at your average trade show um, that has 20 different classes on different philosophies of water chemistry, zero classes on filtration, one or two classes on electrical. This is, <clears throat> this is in-depth. You'll hear from some of the top scientists in the field. You'll yeah. hear from uh, people that are uh, having success and using different uh, types of methods to sanitize water. You hear about what's coming up, what things are. Uh, new technologies, yep. New technologies. And, um, and the, the uh, it, you will learn about the model aquatic health code and, and uh, how it affects you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ellen, for coming on today. Again, if you want to register, just go to pHTA.org and go to the events tab. You can register there. And like I said, there's a schedule there for you to review prior to. And stay tuned for a $50 discount code that's coming up so you can actually get that off your registration. Thanks, Ellen, for coming on today. We look forward to seeing your session. Thanks, Thanks so Michelle. Much. Thanks, Dave. Take care. Bye now. Bye. A special discount off registration for Pool Pro Podcast listeners. Use discount code 50OFF when you register for the conference to get a $50 discount. The Virtual World Aquatic Health Conference is on October 15 and 16, and there are many sessions that would be valuable to service companies and builders. You can find a list of sessions at wahc.pHTA.org. When you register for the full two-day conference registration at $495, you can attend any session you want throughout the day, and all sessions will be available to you for 30 days following the conference. You have until 5 p.m. on Friday to use discount code 50OFF to get a $50 discount off registration. Register now. A new voice in the industry. A resource for all. Education for you. This is Pool Pro Podcast. Build relationships and share important news as we get ready for our next backyard adventure. Pool Pro Podcast. Backyard adventures are better together. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.